With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon. And for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Hello from the children of planet Earth back in the studio at long last. Fresh off of quarantine, we have JT O'Connell joining us to talk about how rough COVID was. Yeah, yeah, let's do the whole thing. Let's just talk. <laughs> uh, I was a little tired for a few days. I got over it. Uh, every so often, I have an urge to cough. Oh. But I'm also asthmatic and I work in a very dusty industry. So that's not uncommon. That's the whole story. I don't know what... Hey, uh, to I, each anyway, his own. To each his own. Yeah, to each his own. So I felt late to the party. Apologies, everyone. You did. You had time to watch 1883. I did. Right? I did. And ten episodes, right? So mm-hmm. that was not. That's not bad. I did not know it was ten episodes. I thought it was eight. You, oh, you texted me last night, and I was like, "Oh, right, I'm on the last episode." Oh, and it wasn't and it finished, and I was like, "Hmm, that doesn't seem like the end." Oh. So I oh, oh there's more episodes okay I I got to watch the rest of this tonight <laughs> oh well you did watch it I did I did I got to the end <laughs> uh, it ended weird <laughs> right it's like why did that that thing from the beginning never showed up that that scene from the beginning which is weird 
so for me, I mean, it, it, you know, it is. I thought it was an amazing TV show. Uh, you've never seen Yellowstone? I've not disclosure. seen Yellowstone. Um, I am a huge Yellowstone fan, mm-hmm. uh, but basically, I'm a big like Taylor Sheridan fan. Actually, just okay. uh, you know, we talked about what was the movie you made me watch last year. You'll have to be slightly more specific. The Bank Robbers in Texas. Oh, Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water is yeah. a Taylor Sheridan Oh, film was it? Okay. Written by. And this entire series was written by him along with Yellowstone. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a fan. Yeah. And you could, if you if you knew that going in, you might have I mean, been I know able to is, like, pick things yeah, out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's in it. Oh, is he? He's in all of them, oh, actually. I didn't know that. Uh, which is weird, you know, to be in Yellowstone and then also be in 1883. Come on now. Mm. I know you play a different character and you had a mustache, but <laughs> get over it. So, the character, speaking of the cast, uh, so we had Sam Elliott, right? Yeah. Who is. Which is uh, always gold. Which is always Who is a Pinkerton agent. <laughs> and, uh, which is great. <laughs> and then we had Tim McGraw, which I was a little. Uh, skeptical. Skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical. Uh, Faith Hill is his wife, which is, you know. Probably easy for her to play, Tim McGraw's wife, right? <laughs> uh, Isabel May pe- played Elsa. Mm-hmm. And she's awesome. Yeah. I don't know what she's done, uh, if anything. I feel like I looked up her thing and she did like some other TV show and it, it was also something that was like, um, yeah, probably really good. It uh, looks like her biggest thing is Young Sheldon. Now, it's funny. I reviewed one of her films, but I didn't even know it was her. Oh, okay. Uh, she plays the lead in Run, Hide, Fight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy cow! I just she found does. That out. I just found that out the same time you found that out. Right so now. okay, so I guess the question is: Was eight, when was eighteen eighty three filmed? Because uh, I know it recently came out, recent ish. Yeah, no, no, it's very, very, very recent. Okay, so Run Hide Fight didn't kill her career. No. Okay. Because I, I, we don't we don't have to go into that, but like I could see that happening. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie, yeah. And she's very good in it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. I just put my little cursor over her, and it says Young Sheldon, lead role in Run, Hide, Fight, and then I told you, and we mm-hmm. both reacted on that. Yeah, the, the only reason why I say that it could have killed her career is just because of the, the, the platform that it came out on, uh, because, you know, we're dealing with a lot of crazy things like that. But No, no, we did. Uh, on this show we just watch movies everywhere and we just judge them based off of We don't well, I'm not going to take a, you know, an actor's personal beliefs and right. inject it into. Them. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. I mean, speaking of maybe with that one movie about. Remarkable Talent or whatever that movie is about Nick Cage being Nick Cage. Yeah, 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 that's what we Which do. we should consider doing that at some point. But yeah. we're getting a little off track. I didn't know that. That like that's really that really is surprising to me cuz uh, like that really is kind of a very very different role. Uh, well, I mean, she's playing a survivor in both. That is true. So. She's a little more successful in one of them. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Two-way spoiler alert. Uh, the weird thing for me, I didn't know there was going to be guest stars. You know? Like, I thought it was just a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in this film we've had uh, Graham Greene, who was Spotted Eagle. We had Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks who was the general. George Mead. Yeah. yeah. George Mead. And Billy Bob Thornton. Was the Marshall Jim mm-hmm. Courtright in that one yep, town? The one town. Uh, I was like Fort, Fort Worth. Yeah. And then Taylor Sheridan uh, played this rancher who hunts cattle thieves. The guy that went around with him. So that was weird. Hmm. But I just it was weird to see Tom Hanks. Honestly, that was the only thing. 
It was. I'm it like, was. What is he doing? It was surprising to see Tom Hanks in a slow week? with such a substantial beard. Yeah, I. Uh, well, of course, News of the World. He had a beard, but uh, it could have just been a slow week. But Castaway, he had a beard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's but that few, was like that was like that was like ratty. This was like a you know full eighteen. It was a big beard yeah. or eighteen hundreds uh, beard. So uh, which was great. Um, no, I really liked that. I. It's a little much that like you've got. This one Confederate who appears to have like survived entirely and is like able to get up and walk around and all this stuff and just happens to run across George Meade and that's who he surrenders to ultimately. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, yeah, cool. Um, so you're a historian, right? We'll say a, uh, amateur, it's a hobbyist, hobbyist? A- amateur hist- hobbyist yeah. historian, hobbyist hobbyist historian is yeah. actually better. Yeah, that's probably better. But um, what did you? I mean, you know, your take on the Oregon Trail, if you will, when it comes to. Um, the film, pretty good portrayal. Except it's like um, it's kind of like everything that can go wrong did go wrong. Hmm. Uh, whereas like those things all did go wrong, but almost all of them were very seldom. The only thing that was pretty constant was broken bones and um, uh, getting sick, usually with cholera or dysentery, and that you know sometimes killing people. Uh, but for the most part, people did not die on the Oregon Trail in the 1880s. Uh, that was much more of a thing in the late 1860s and the early 1870s, where people, like, where it was much more lethal. Hmm. Uh, that being said, the Lakota Wars were still going on at this time. There were actual, you know, there was actual strife going on. Uh, and people did get killed sometimes. Uh, not quite to this extent, but for the sake of the show, it really does portray what could happen, what did happen to some people pretty well. Uh, now, of course, uh, I, I actually know more about the Oregon Trail from, like, Missouri uh, than I do about uh, from Texas. I really don't know a whole lot about that. I know a little bit about, like, the cattle drives and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'm more familiar with people traveling basically west from the Mississippi to California or Oregon or very commonly to um, – uh, to Colorado, and especially by this time, Colorado was already established as a state. Uh, Colorado's the centennial state. It was 1876 when that was um, admitted to the Union. Uh, Kansas, eight, late 1850s, which is where the bleeding Kansas thing came from. So, like a lot of these areas were states, but like Oklahoma was a territory. There was still like this strife with the various Indian tribes, uh, some of whom, you know, particularly unique wars and things like that that were going on. There's a really detailed history. Uh, but this is actually a pretty pretty accurate portrayal of how life was. You know, um, you're just having to not run your horses ragged. You're having to find water. You're having to make sure that you can put enough food together, but you still need to travel, and you have to get over the mountains before winter, because if you don't, you're dead. Uh, and you, you know, The Donner Party, people trying to get through the mountains during the winter. You can't do it, really. Some people did manage to do it, but for the most part, you cannot do that. It will kill you. Uh, but, you know, it's for the most part, it's really just a lot of traveling over the land. Uh, and I did read, I have read a number of diaries of people who made these journeys uh, because I was interested in it for a while. Um, so, yeah, but it's it's kind of interesting to me that, like... This would have been a lot easier if they had just managed to put together... Like, if they had literally just sold the possessions they had in Fort Worth, they could have afforded train tickets. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
And no, there, you know what? You know how many times it was angry at that at the immigrants traveling with them, like all the stuff they had. Yeah, I mean they just learned boneheads. How many and, like, times not listening to these people? Did yeah. Sam Elliott scream? Yeah, like. Where you you have to get longer? rid of all of this. Why do you have this? Did you not listen to me in yeah. Fort Worth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was angry. Yeah. Uh, his he character was, he was great. in general, though, has a horrible, oh, what a heartbreaking backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Wretched. just like, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, Smallpox, man. Yeah. It was, uh, but I mean, he did, you know, he did as good as he does in any of those roles, be it Lonesome Dove, Tombstone, or this, right? <laughs> Whatever he does, it's always, you know. Every, Job well done. Every time I see Sam Elliott cry, it's like someone's slapping me in the face. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to the series, I mean, I thought it looks great. Yeah. Uh, written great. I mean, granted... Yeah, paced really well. Yeah. It's at no point do you feel like exhausted by any particular thing. Right. Like, except for when you get so mad at the the people that didn't listen. Yeah. Because that... uh, they all end up dying. <laughs> And when you uh, when you look at everything as a whole, I mean, you, there were a lot of things that went wrong with the group that, you know, seems like a, a lot. But a yeah. lot of that was because the communication yeah. wasn't there. The communication barrier so was so So that's extreme. a way to justify, like, how horrible yeah. it was because they didn't listen or they didn't understand mm-hmm. what they were being told. Yeah. And they weren't – they were new to this well, country. I feel like that would have been resolvable to an extent because going back to what I know about history – Texas was a destination for a lot of German immigrants and German-speaking immigrants from, like, surrounding areas in Europe. So, like, I feel like you could have found somebody there who's been there for 10 or 15 years Hmm. and be like, hey, can you come along, like, to explain to these people why they need to do the things we're saying? Well, I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, so, I mean, but then again, that would have derailed an enormous portion of the storyline. So, to have that in there, you know, and, and... the average person is not really going to know the immigration patterns of the United States in the, the late uh, 1800s. That's just not the sort of thing that's necessary. And for the purpose of the story, like it, having that constant strife between the Pinkerton guys uh, and the farmer and the immigrants was effective, I thought. So, uh, so it has the same score uh, from Yellowstone as far as the music, right? Really? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so very powerful score uh, that I, I enjoyed quite a bit on Yellowstone. I enjoyed it, this variation of it mm-hmm. uh, for 1883. Um, the acting, you know, we already talked about was great. But the it's one of those shows where the beginning is the end, you know. Yeah. Which, which is fine. It's very common. I mean, we see it a lot nowadays. Uh, so we start out with Elsa dying, pretty much, we think, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you really, I think they... they Ignore it until the very final episode, correct? Or did, does she get shot with the arrow and then she's alive? That's uh, she gets one? shot in the uh, in uh, episode nine. Okay, so nine and ten. Yeah, is so the like nine she gets shot and then ten she's dying. The um, time. So as a father, I have a daughter. This one's very hard for me to watch. I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's like very hard for me to watch. Yeah, and uh, Tim McGraw just next level was. You know, you could tell he was really channeling his feelings of his own kids with this. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, wow, this is like serious yeah. stuff. <laughs> and for them pretty much to create an entire show to let us know why the Dutton family decided to build their house there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a big story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which gives so much 
like a rich history to Yellowstone. And it kind of makes me wish that this came out first, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Just because like, yeah. well, you know, I've already dealt with four seasons of Yellowstone. I feel like I never would, cared about the house. I mean, having not seen Yellowstone, though, I feel like it kind of would be weird uh, to kind of cash in on the success of 1883. Like, wow, it's really powerful one-off miniseries. Now we're going to make a TV show about these people in the 19... 19- it would have like been the, weird, yeah. It like been. the, uh, is, is it the 1900s or is it like, 20, like 2022? 2022. Is it? Okay, so it's like... That would have been weird. Yeah, it's like, but, hey, remember that tree? It starts out with a tree. Yeah. But, I mean, that tree's in the show, you know? Like, yeah, 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 And that's, I don't know, it was just a big deal. Um, Yellowstone tried to kind of plant the seed. They had a flashback episode with him and his son, Tim McGraw and his son, like that hmm. version. And a flashback um, just to show how they... Uh, like, at the farm? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this After is not like already flashback to like Texas or anything like that. No, it's a flashback to the farm. Yeah. We didn't even know who else it was, let alone, you yeah. know, it wasn't a thing. So uh, when we, when my wife and I watched that in Yellowstone, we were like, we're not watching that. <laughs> they're just trying, what, what's the point? They're yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. To, I don't even know how they're making money. You can't have like uh, Coca-Cola product placement in 1883. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, you'd, so, you'd have to set that in like 1915 or something like that. Right. So I don't know how they really make money except for traditional advertising with, mm. you know, period shows like that. And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to watch it. And everybody was like, oh, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. And we were like, okay. <laughs> it was mainly my sister, I believe, that was, that was complaining about it. Uh, so we watched it, and it's my wife's favorite show Yeah. Um, yeah. in her list of top, you know, top shows of all top time. Top shows of all time. Which she communicated to you, correct? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it is. I mean, it really is. It, it's, it's really it's really good. It's really well done. Yeah. And it's I, I can't even think of a show that's like it for mm-hmm. me to like. If I do want to say like Bonanza or something. It's, yeah. It's really yeah. the same thing. <laughs> so nothing. As far as drama, it might be one of the best dramas I've ever seen. Just mm. because of the way that it was done. It was uh, paced really well. The drama is constant you know if it's yeah. his sister killing herself in episode yeah. one or two or whatever that was and then just near death for so many people they like to let you learn about somebody and then they'll kill him yeah <laughs> like, I but just not, like, but I not just every time like no not every time it's like i just started to like him yeah yeah because they'll, uh, they'll like bring in characters that do go all the way through the show that you would expect would get whacked at some point yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but who don't um was there ever an explanation provided as to why he was meeting with his family in Fort Worth when they're traveling from Tennessee trying to go to Oregon? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I asked that multiple times. Apparently, it had to do with, um, I thought it had to do with ticket cost or something. Well, in my head, I was yeah, like, I mean, even ticket costs, but it's still, if you're going to go overland and avoid paying tickets, it's still easier to just travel Right, you know, along the because you can travel along the Missouri River for a good portion of it. So, like a bunch of your resources are taken care of right there. You also have like settlements all the way along the river, so you can resupply with various things. So, I don't know. Just that was never an explanation was never provided for that. And there are historical reasons why you would do something like that because maybe you can get uh, a ticket to go somewhere which brings you closer. Um, one of the things that I know about when. Before the Civil War, um, after the Mexican-American War, uh, Ulysses Grant was in Missouri. He had married his wife, and he was being restationed in Oregon. And 
rather than travel overland at the time, this is like the 1850s, I guess, uh, rather than travel overland, the, the fastest way to get there was to travel down to the Gulf of Mexico, go down to Panama, uh, traipse over Panama, and then travel up the, the Pacific Ocean, travel up the coast. And right. that was the fastest way of doing it, so that was very common. But this is, you know, 30 years later, and you have a transcontinental railroad, and you've got river networks now. You've got, like, entire networks of trading and stagecoaches uh, all the way along these uh, uh, these trails. And, yes, there's still some uh, uh, some danger in certain areas, but, like, it just didn't – I don't I didn't feel like they provided an explanation for that. Uh, and, really, if you think of it, it doesn't make sense. Like, you, you have the same distance to travel. Why are you going to Dallas-Fort Worth in the first place? But, well, okay, I, once you can get around that, it's fine. Yeah, so. I mean, I think there was something uh, in regards to, like, Tim McGraw tried to explain it, that the war led him there or something. Um, mm. Some he, They mentioned PTSD, uh, Tim McGraw did. And I, I was reading different articles, and they're just, they don't really make it clear, but it is clear that they want to start in Texas and go north, but if they find the perfect place to call their home, they'll choose that they place. They will, yeah. So I guess it was really just uh, a really long episode of House Hunters where <laughs> they're just traveling. How many thousand miles is that? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like uh, 1,100 miles okay. or, or more, so, 1,300 I mean, miles. You know, like that, that. that's, uh, that's quite, a, quite a trek. Yeah, it's quite a trek. Um, but, I mean, it, North it, is the way to go. Further west, <laughs> the desert gets harder on you. But. Yeah. So I think it was the right choice, but why didn't you just go from Tennessee to... Yeah, or, yeah. that was the thing. It's like, oh, you're from Tennessee. Why are you here? Right. You know? Um, and his his family got train tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I so. agree. I agree. Uh, that is something that uh, I don't believe was answered. Uh, but again, I don't know what kind of show it would have been if it was just a two-hour train ride. <laughs> Wouldn't have been as good. Uh, it sounds more like everybody, Agatha Christie. Everybody would have lived. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, I think they made the right choice, whatever the reason might be. Whatever the reason. Whatever the reason. Whatever the reason. Great show. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for making this show. Uh, what else? What else about this show really is important to note? Oh, that's important. So... After the success of 1883, I was like, okay, so are they making a season two? Because this is kind of, it's pretty finite, you mm-hmm. know, in our, in our ending. It gave us what we needed, um, even though it wasn't like happy ending or anything. Yeah. And apparently in the works uh, is a sequel to 1883, a prequel to Yellowstone that takes place in the 1920s. Okay. That could be good. What is what is 1920s Montana? Isn't that basically late 1800s everywhere else? Yeah, it's still <laughs> yeah. pretty uh, pretty yeah. dirt road and but isn't that very when... very very small towns, very 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 spread apart? Yeah, so I mean, like, what are we what are we getting to? It's like, uh, I mean, I can see some sort of like industrial wave coming towards it, maybe at that point. But I mean, uh, Montana never really industrialized. That's what I that's what I uh, yeah, so it would be more of like. Um, you know, like domestication of the towns, some towns getting electricity, uh, indoor plumbing becoming more common, um, medicines becoming more effective and safer with antisepsis and uh, and with, um, you know, the widespread adoption of um, painkillers. Yet another thing showed on the show, 
about why life really is so much better now than it was back then. Mm. Uh, you got to cut somebody's leg off? Well, get him super drunk, and then he's going to pass out from the pain. Um, yeah, uh, it's really bad. So, like, it, but if you go to Montana now, I don't know if you've ever been to Montana. I have. I, I love it. It's a wonderful state. Uh, uh, super brutal winters. North Dakota, South Dakota. Uh, no. Wyoming? I have been to Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, I have been to Wyoming. Uh, but no, I have not. Okay, been. well, um, yeah, Montana is... It remains a very rural state uh, in the first place. And you can see that just by the demographics. It does have a couple of cities, but like they still aren't giant cities. Uh, and it, just the tenor out there is different. There is some industry there, uh, from what I understand. But I, I didn't do any research for this. But there, like, there's a little bit there, but it's not like, you know, in the Northeast, you know, there's, there's stuff being made all over the place. And it's not that there's a, an industrial difference. It's just a very agricultural state. That's, yeah. that's I mean, what even the if you watch Yellowstone, which takes place in 2020, yeah. uh, the Dutton Ranch is still looks like a ranch from Yeah, yeah. Whenever. Well, the last time I drove across uh, Montana was a few years ago, and it was like there were enormous patches. I mean, we're talking miles and miles and miles where you're driving past nothing but sunflower farms. Mm-hmm. So like, enormous amounts of agriculture coming out of these things. I just, I don't know if I would call that necessarily industry, and even though, you know, it's mechanized and it's... Uh, good portions of it are automated, and, and obviously the uh, the biological technology used these days for farming is like really, I mean, it's really deeply complex stuff, uh, which is how you can get some of these farmlands to produce on the level that they're producing. So it's not like it's unintellectual or anything. It's just it's not the same thing as what we think of when we're talking about industry. So, yeah, I don't really know what it would look like in the 20s. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, it I really... feel it is still going to have kind of a hardy old western feel mm-hmm. uh, because you're not going to have paved roads everywhere and there aren't going to be highways that that didn't come about till the 50s right um but we'll have it's like what's that moving thing over there <laughs> i mean i i don't i don't even know it would be worth researching but i don't even know to the extent uh that uh, uh prohibition laws were you know enforced in those areas it. because like i mean how how do you do that you have you like You've got like one person for every four square miles of land. How do you even police these sorts of things? So I'm assuming, uh, you know, we had young John Sr., right? Mm-hmm. He was uh, the, the son yep. of Tim McGraw's character in this. Uh, he would be obviously the main character as an, as an adult yep. uh, in the 20s, right? Yeah, he'd I mean, be would... like in his uh, late 30s, early 40s, I guess. Well, if it's 1883, that's 40 years. So he was five in okay. 1883. So. Under 50. Yeah, under 50. Yeah. In his um, 40s. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I can see maybe people coming after the land. Um, yeah, rival uh, rival cattle. So, in Yellowstone, just uh, so you know, it's 500,000 acres. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is hard to even imagine. Yeah. In my mind. Uh, but throughout that show, people are trying to impose mm-hmm. and um, kind of bankrupt him out of his land Mm -hmm. that is what yellowstone is about yeah Uh, and it gets almost to a sopranos level of violence Mm -hmm. um organized cattle farming crime (laughs) you know it's it's a very interesting show yeah um but i don't know i I guess they could do that with the 1920 whatever is there any like bureau of land management stuff in there he's the he's the whatever the head of the bureau of land management john dutton Oh, really? It's an elected position. 
Okay, that's so weird. Uh, I guess I do have to watch it. It was my understanding that the show... The politics of it is actually very interesting. No, I, I, I've heard that. Uh, it was my... Like, I got the impression from somewhere... It must have been you, because I don't think I've ever talked to anyone Anybody else like about this show. Yeah. But the impression I got from you was that it had some similarities to, like, the, the Bundy Ranch thing uh, from five, six years ago, which um, was interesting. I won't say any more because I know some of our listeners are going to disagree on with me on on my take on that, and that's fine. That's fine. Free country. Um, so I, I, it would have it would have surprised me if it has anything to do with that. That he's like the Bureau of Land Management guy. But if it's different than that, then fine. I mean, he is, and he has pretty much his own personal army. He makes his son one of the yeah. deputies. I mean, it's it's uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we like. This is one of the things that we on this side of the Mississippi don't quite get. No, that's why the show is like, so interesting. There's like enormous portions of America which remain like and have a like have maintained a very strong, vibrant pioneer spirit, uh, like a spirit of independence. If the tractor breaks down, I'm the guy who's got to fix it because I have to harvest this crop in two days, or else I'm out everything that I put into this land. And so I'm going to have to do whatever I have to do. And that is like the, that's like the barest baseline case that you have to deal with as a farmer. You know, you can talk about the weather just coming through and ruining everything or, uh, you know, some government official coming and saying that you can't do this. You can't use that waterway there because the Army Corps of Engineers has dictated that it is no longer an Which comes um, up agricultural in use I mean... waterway and things like that. So it's like, yeah, there's a very strong independent spirit out there, which uh, is... I think particularly unique to that area of the United States. There's not really that many places on the planet that have that level of self-sufficiency and independence. So that is part of why I'm interested in watching Yellowstone. I had intentions of watching it, but then you said, "Nah, hold off, hold off. Yeah, yeah, Watch is, 1883 first. Really good. So it's really good. It's kind of an experiment here to see. Yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. did it the other way around, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I still, um, I barely, besides uh, the boy being John Dutton and... Yeah. Kevin Costner being John Dutton the third mm-hmm. uh, really doesn't. It really didn't affect me. I did not even uh, reminisce of the show at all. So it doesn't. It doesn't really fully tie in. Besides where they end up at the end. Mm. Okay, that's where the Dutton Ranch is. Mm. Interesting. So it's still worth watching, though. Uh, I, I suppose I'll give it no, a no, shot no. at it's, some point. It's a so. great show. I mean, it's uh, it's very very well written, um, similar to this show. Uh, the dialogue in Yellowstone is just genius uh, dialogue. So it's just very well. It's very, it's very smart. Very smart writing. Okay, are we talking like smart Western writing, or are we like is it's Gilmore Girls? Is that what we're talking about here? Or okay, well that is a weird thing to say, but I know I what don't you mean. Know, I, I know don't what know you what mean. you you know. Um, <laughs> I understand when somebody makes that reference, Gilmore Girls, Frasier, whatever you want to say. Uh, West Wing would be another one, yeah. supposedly. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, no, because it's more realistic. Okay. I have okay. issues with Gilmore Girls. So, it, yeah, okay, yeah, because it's like... A play. Yeah. Like monologues, you know, mm-hmm. or some sort of weird, I don't know. Uh, it's it's mega sarcasm. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so, so if, no, it, if it is that. like 1883 where it's like, you really kind of get into... The grain of how a person thinks aloud, right? Um, whereas, like in some of those other shows, like we're really trying to hyper script this thing so that everything is perfect. Yeah, we're not talking, and about that's not how not that, how conversation not how goes. Are. Like it, anyone who's listened to this podcast yeah, will yeah. know that. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, we just uh, we just talk. We stumble along until we get something that sounds anything. right. Yeah. Anything. At this anything. Point. Please listen. Please listen. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I do recommend 1883 to anyone listening. I think it was... Uh, highly, highly. And you know what? It, it doesn't... I don't know how long it is. Are they hour? We... Uh, they're approximately an hour, between 45 minutes and an hour. So like 10 hours worth of this? About 10 hours, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, it doesn't feel like it. Well, I, mean... I had a little bit of trouble earlier on because I'm not used to being forced to watch 90 seconds of commercials here and there. I've really, I'm really quite distant from that. And that was Oh, that's right. And they were struggle. all, they were all, um, they were all went... Liberty Mutual. Yeah. Oh, no, for me, it was, uh, they were all, oh, it was some sort of, uh, oh, to be fair, like Rural King kind of thing. I did get Rural King a couple of times and Tractor Supply. Tractor Supply. That's uh, the one I got those were actually okay. They weren't super annoying, but there were a couple of uh, commercials that were quite annoying uh the the ones for the lawyers i won't give out the name of the law firm because i don't why should they get free publicity from this podcast yeah 20 listeners uh <laughs> precisely we thank each and every one of you yeah. but like every single commercial break you've been in an accident it's time to call a lawyer to make sure that you get taken care of and it's like oh please leave me alone yeah, yeah i mean i'm um, just from a different you know if uh if you're from the south uh or if you Driven to the south, you know what the billboards look like. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what the commercials are like for this. <laughs> a a little sense. bit, yeah. And it's like, I don't know, what is it? But that's something we'll discuss on the, the season finale, um, which is going to be August 1st. We'll talk about the the goods and the bads of every streaming service. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, because we're going we're gonna to talk about which streaming service is best. Gotcha, that'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be quite a debate. Well, we do recommend 1883. And I wanted to say, if anyone out there is interested in further reading about the West, I can make a couple of suggestions. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll make one suggestion. Uh, the best book to read if you want to learn about the expansion of um, uh, of America into the West is a book called The Far West uh, and Frontier. Um, what is it called? Uh, Far West and Frontier uh, Expansion on the Great Plains. It's uh, by Rodman Paul, who was a historian. came out in 1988. It is part of the New American Nation series, which is a really long series of books about American history, covering just about everything you can possibly cover in detail. And that particular book is really good. It's 1860 to 1900. It really kind of covers this era in detail. Okay. I had read it in the past. Uh, I looked a few things up in it just to check out, check out a few things. Um, but, yeah, the West has always fascinated me, and the 1883 does a, does a really good job of showing, you know, Trying to survive on the prairie while you're crossing it, so it was brutal, but it brutal. was a good ride. It was uh, a beautifully touching story. Yeah, uh, that really gives it gives Yellowstone a lot more depth. So, if you like Yellowstone, you'll definitely like 1883. And I can't imagine anyone disliking it. Really, I mean, I'm so, yeah. I don't really see what's I don't see any issues with it. Uh, maybe some people just being like, "Oh, there's too much talking. I want more gunfights and stuff like that." But like, there's there were plenty, there were plenty, there's plenty, plenty of plenty. Yeah. Arrows, gun, everything. Yeah. All right. So uh, next uh, next time, since you're officially back, uh, we do have a video game. We're playing uh, Captain uh, Captain America and the Avengers. Mm. Uh, and then we're going to talk about that. That's on Monday. Wednesday, we're going to talk about the uh, the Tubi film. That's, uh, the Tubi film. The Tubi film that we you watched uh, in quarantine, and I will watch. I did. I did. I'll watch last minute. Might foreshadow I, it by saying not to be. I was. So. I thought I was going to watch it the day after we recorded that one episode, but I couldn't. I watched twenty minutes of it. And I was like, uh, 
you got to be a lot drunker for so this. That'll, that'll be a good episode. We'll, we'll talk about that in, uh, in five days. Right? Five. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to, uh, you know, like, rate, and subscribe. And then what people say. That's right. Five stars. Five, five stars. Five stars. Tell your friends. <laughs> Share the podcast in five stars. Okay. Do that. Because uh, that's what people uh, apparently should do. All right, we'll see you next time. Adios. Adios. traveling this summer make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from harris teeter it's easy download your evic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your vic card you'll get two fuel points that's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating bp and harris teeter fuel centers download your evic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with evic and harris teeter fuel points Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today.